Listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. We are sharing another international service opportunity or recent opportunity that some volunteers took advantage of and got to serve internationally and excited to share their story with you. Members of a team from Concordia Seminary in St. Louis who traveled to the Dominican Republic. Joining us today, we have Nick Palmer. Nick, welcome. Hi, thank you. Daniel Buckman, welcome. Thank you. And we also have Joanna Westcott. Joanna, welcome. Thank you very much. And serving on the ground in Latin America and the Caribbean, Aaron McKenzie. Aaron, thanks so much for coming back on the Coffee Hour. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. So let's talk with the volunteers from Concordia Seminary who served recently on a team to the Dominican Republic. When did you first learn or or begin thinking about serving internationally, being part of a team? We'll start with you, Nick. I hadn't thought about it, to be honest (laughs) with you, but there was an an announcement that came through in the daily announcements that there was an opportunity to to a a learning opportunity in Dominican Republic. And it seemed like an exciting opportunity and it worked out timing wise with my schedule and my family. So I went to the informational meeting and and yeah, sounded really good. So we went. So I went. Yeah. Joanna, tell us about how you learned about the opportunity to serve on a team. I I honestly don't remember where I heard about it. Maybe it was the same messaging board. My husband is actually the seminarian and and I had actually lived overseas when I was younger. And so when I saw something about, hey, go on a trip to the Dominican. Yes. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, how about you? Yeah, I saw the same kind of announcement pop up on my on the daily announcements emails that we get, and I always was excited about traveling internationally. I'm I'm still you know kind of young. I think I was maybe the youngest one on the trip, and I was just living it up and all excited about it, being able to see how God works overseas and just learn more and soak it in. Now, had any of you served internationally before, Joanna? That you said that you've lived internationally. Have you served on any mission trips before? I have never participated in any kind of a, a short-term mission team or anything like that. So this was my first experience, and so that was you know really exciting to get to see. I don't know the, even the behind the scenes of, of how some of that works. So mm-hmm. yeah, Daniel, what about you? I'd never served overseas. I've traveled overseas, but Mm -hmm. I've never done an international mission trip. Mm -hmm. I've done mission trips here in the States as well, but nothing ever abroad and cross cross borders like this. Nick, what about you? Yeah, first timer as well, which was another aspect that made it very appealing to me as I'd never been on a mission trip before. And so this opportunity came and and I was excited to do it. Yeah. And you guys all learned about this from from an email, it sounds like, yep. which is a good thing to note for people who want to get the word out about right. service trips. And, uh, let the seminary know we do read our, our daily you announcements. You do read your yeah. daily announcements. This Every is so very often. good. Yeah. <laughs> so this this trip that you guys were, were preparing to go on, it sounds like you're all very excited to, yes. to go on this trip mm-hmm. with this group. Did you know anything about the Dominican Republic, the culture, the people, anything before you went on this trip, Nick? No, I didn't. Didn't know anything. But thankfully, the the the, the IC here at the IC they have lots of information that we were able to prepare and, and learn about it before we went. Daniel, did you? Yeah, I had some understanding and knowledge from my undergrad. So mm-hmm. my 
undergrad degree from the University of Tennessee is human resources management with a concentration in international business. Uh-huh. And so I got to have international business courses, learning more about different cultures, different ways to immerse yourself in culture, different ways to study and learn about it kind of quickly and to get accustomed to looking at and interacting with. I also had taken some Spanish classes in undergrad that helped me with it. Not that I was fluent by any means, <laughs> but I was able to communicate here and there. And overall, just kind of energy and excitement is across languages. Sure. And so you can see that anyway. But I'd never really learned or been to or studied in depth the Dominican like this before. Joanna, what about you? So how much time do we have exactly? <laughs> <laughs> so I, gosh, my my mom is Cuban. And so uh-huh. certainly that Caribbean culture, the food, even the the language itself has always been something that I've you know, known about, I guess. Having lived, I lived in Mexico, I lived in Venezuela, and Venezuela in particular has a lot of similarities. And I happen to be a Spanish teacher, so I studied it in college as well. So there's just a lot there that, you know, for a lot of reasons, this trip was an exciting one for me. And I, this might come up later where I get to go again in June, but that might be for a little bit later. so what did you do then joanna to prepare for this specific trip so they have a lot of resources the international center they're so great about putting out stuff for us they had these pre-devotional books that they wanted us to go through and those were great to work together we didn't get to do a lot of them but we did meet and get to participate through those and that was just uh, nice to see. We had to prepare certain, they had us do something for the students there. They wanted like a skit or some kind of a story reading where we would come in and share a short little, you know, almost like a Sunday school lesson. And so that was something that kind of felt to me just because I was the only one with the fluent Spanish background. And so then I put together a couple of stories, but then really it was a group effort to to come together and, and kind of come up with fun little skits to go with them. And so that really took a lot of the job preparing for. Daniel, how did you prepare for this trip? So I had to come up with games for a bunch of kids (laughs) and I just loved it. I went back to some of my summer camp stuff and I was going through and I was like, what could be exciting and engaging and something that can also help teach a little bit of English to some of the kids because that was also some of our tasks. So we put on these skits of Bible stories to help teach some Bible. And then we also went through and did some games where we just used a little bit of English to help teach them as they and it was their English class for the day was getting spent getting to spend time with us coming down there and sharing. So I had to uh, run back through and kind of relive my summer camp days and say, okay, what did I do when I needed to fill time? This. And so I just came up with a list of things and we just went over there and got to play these games. We also had these group meetings where we would split up tasks for who would be doing what in the skits and also have these devotional times where we would also grow closer together as a team. And so all of that kind of played a factor into preparing us and getting us ready to serve overseas. Nick, how about you? How did you prepare? Yeah, I'm going to yeah, echo what Joanna and Daniel said. The devotions beforehand were very helpful, especially in helping us just to get to know each other. But I was the only fourth year in the group. Everybody else was second year. So I didn't know the, the guys and gals quite as well as they knew each other. So having those pre-trip devotions and meetings together really helps us 
get to know each other before we go. And it kind of prepares us for what to expect. They kind of start throwing things out mm-hmm. so we know what to expect. And then I had to prepare a sermon. So since I was the only fourth year, I automatically qualified to be they asked if somebody would want to <laughs> preach bet. in chapel. And everybody looked, well, Nick, you're the fourth year. So you're preaching. So, so, so that's, that was that's my. pretty much how it happened. Yeah. It was. And, and that was fine. That was fair. And so I did that. And then I got to act in the skits and things like that and, and play Daniel's games, which were great and a lot of fun. So. <laughs> so how long were you guys actually in the Dominican Republic for this trip? We were in Saturday, country, Saturday, to Saturday, Saturday to Saturday. Yeah, seven days. Yep. Or is that eight days, I guess, when it's Saturday to Saturday. <laughs> yeah. I don't well, we, do math. Yeah, yeah, we traveled in Saturday. We were able to spend half a day in the capital city of Santo Domingo. <laughs> and then Sunday, we were also in the capital. Monday, we set out for Santiago, which is mm-hmm. where the seminary is, where we stayed mm-hmm. at. And then we stayed there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And actually part of Saturday as well, we had one final skit that we did at a church. And then we headed to the airport in Santiago and headed back to the United States. Yep. Quick and easy. Yeah. Sounds like. There's our mission trip right there. <laughs> that's, you know, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's all you need to know. In a nutshell, yeah. <laughs> so you guys were there for, for, for a significant amount yep. of time mm-hmm. being able to interact with people. Who were some of the people that you were working with on the ground? I mean, Aaron, we yep. have on, we'll, we'll talk to you in a little bit, but who were some of the other people that you were working with that you got to interact with, Nick? Yeah. So uh, Aaron was our main point of contact. And then, um, we had a couple other missionaries too. Team mm. Money. Yeah, Team Money, Terza, <laughs> and, and then several pastors in the mm. area too. We got to meet and work with the seminarians in Santiago. It was great getting to meet fellow seminarians and uh, kind of getting to see the similarities in our in our formation process that we have in, you know, very different contexts, but yet very similar all at the same time. So getting to work with them. And let's see, the we got to meet some of the team there too. We got to sit in on a on a regional team meeting and kind of meet some of the the team leaders there. And Joel Fritchie, the 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 president president of the seminary there, and I can't remember who the the lead guy would. Cray, Ted Cray, Ted Cray, yeah, yeah, Ted Cray. Who's if you get a chance to have the uh, the Brazilian barbecue at his house, take it up. It's very good. I, I still dream about that. <laughs> I know, <it's> so good. <laughs> It always comes down to food. Every one of these conversations. That was, I I was just going to ask since (laughs) you're seminarians and from Concordia Seminary in St. Louis and you're visiting the seminary in the Dominican Republic and you you were identifying some, you know, some similarities. Mm -hmm. Did you like Mm -hmm. also find like a rivalry there? Did you challenge them to (laughs) soccer, (laughs) any of the seminary students while you were there? No, we did play baseball. We We got invited to play baseball by one of the there's a local team in the area. There's a local team in the area, which was a really, it was a neat experience. So the, the coach that's kind of in charge of the team is a member of the church that's there. And so he, the pastor arranged, so every week he gets to go to their practice once a week and they do a devotion for the boys in their practice. And so we got to participate in that. Joanna's husband actually did the devotion for that. But then afterwards they invited us to play baseball. We played baseball that night and then some of the seminarians um, uh, there in the Dominican came and played with us too. And we kicked their butt. We did really well. No, well okay. Okay. <laughs> they so were you have to. 
Okay, the truth comes out. We'll let Joanna talk. Oh, that's right, Joanna. Yeah, Joanna. Okay. Yeah, I was just going to say, I do remember a few of those softballs getting tossed at us were real easily thrown. Like it was, and then those poor boys would get up there and, and they would definitely have a different experience. So, I mean. It's true. Yeah, no, I'm just talking about the seminarians. Yeah, no, the boys that are part of the team, they were running circles around us. They're like 10-year-olds. Just totally have yeah, beaten all of us, running circles around us. They were whipping that baseball all over the place. Oh, yeah. We're learning about the recent trip to the Dominican Republic with the team from Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. We'll continue the conversation in just a moment right here on The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are visiting with the team of Concordia Seminary students and family who recently visited the Dominican Republic serving as volunteers on a short-term team and learning about the ways they got to serve and the people they got to know while serving there. What were, you talked about how you prepared and what, what you anticipated your duties would be. What were some of your duties while you were serving on this team in the Dominican Republic? We'll start with you, Nick. Yeah, I think our experience might is probably unique to most other experiences where coming from the seminary, I think a lot of it is to kind of educate us and show us what's going on. And so we got to see the different kinds of ministries that are going on there. And we had to go like on pastoral visits with some pa- with the pastors and just kind of see how ministry's done in a, in a different context. And so I think that's probably a little unique. And I, it was very helpful for all of us, too. We realized that, yeah, we have different cultures and different contexts, but at the same time, we're all united on the same body of Christ. And, and that was really eye-opening and an important lesson learned, I think, for me, getting to, to see how we're, especially with the hymnal just coming out, the Spanish hymnal oh, had yeah. just came out. Mm-hmm. And so kind of going through the, so we're sitting in worship service with them, and it's all in Spanish. And I don't speak, I was probably the worst Spanish speaker okay. in the group. But yeah, we're going through, we're doing the service through the hymnal and I, and I know exactly what's going on, right? Because I'm, you know, I don't, because I'm familiar with, with our LSB. And so that was really, really cool. And, and that was neat to see. So. Joanna, how were you given to serve on this trip? Yeah. So I guess I kind of became a bit of a de facto translator. Erin was, I mean, whenever she is there, she's great. She can do all of that for you. But there are, there are times where, you know, in the bus with Rowdy, you know, where he's driving the bus and telling us things. <laughs> and so, you know, every once in a while, it'll just be like, oh, okay, that this is what's going on, you guys. And so, mm-hmm. you know, there was that. So obviously doing the translating. And then we ended up telling a story like, I don't know how many times did we do that, guys? Like five or six. Oh, I, I wrote it down. We did it. So we did one. Did you one skip, four? Times, three, four. And we then, did it five times, and then we did that other one just, just one once. time. Okay, so in total, it was like six tellings of a story, but one of them we did five times. It was like a repetition, yep. and so mm-hmm. then the job primarily was just to get up and then 
you know, let the kids know, you know, this is what's happening. Here's the story. So I would tell the story. The guys were responsible for hamming it up and they did a great job at that. They're, they're real, they're good at that. And so we, you know, just, yeah, the story itself was one that really took a lot. And then really it was just engaging and learning and taking that time to develop those relationships with the people. There's the deaconesses that we got to meet. There were the other spouses. So me being a spouse of a seminarian got to meet with spouses of the, the seminarians there. So that was real special. We got to spend a day at the Psychosocial Rehabilitation Center. And that was a special day that we really, I think all of us enjoyed just getting to interact with the the residents there. We played bingo, we played some softball with them and just, you know, really got a chance to live in their space for for a few hours. Daniel, how about you? How were you given to serve in the Dominican Republic? So in serving, I got to work a lot with the kids and I found times where we would be quote unquote, like off the clock. We, it was mealtime. We were over at one of the missionaries' houses or something like that. And I would always end up finding the kids. <laughs> and like, I taught some of them the cotton-eyed Joe because that's just great dance. We were jumping on the trampoline over at one kid's house. We were just constantly running around and having a good, and kind of sharing that community that we have and bridging the gap because so often, you know, missionaries can go over and then it's sitting at their house and then the kids are like, be on your best behavior. And then everybody's just kind of talking and de-stressing. And then I find, well, I want to spend time with the kids and make it fun for them too. So I, I did a lot of that while we were over there. But a lot of this trip was very educational. Daniel, the like, kids still dance Cotton Eye Joe. That is fantastic. I love that. <laughs> I'm also going back in August to do the VBS down there for all the missionary kids. Oh, cool. They have this big gathering in August and I just put in my application, just had a phone interview and I've been set to go and I have my letter and intent going off here soon to actually be going back down there and I'm excited for it. But a lot of this trip was very educational, like what Joanna was saying, where we got to sit and listen to what deaconesses are doing in this society and culture where it's kind of more matriarchal to where the women kind of take charge in the household, learning at what the, the deaconess's role is and how important that is. Sitting and learning how the seminarians are being formed in this seminary experience away from their home countries to then come here to the Dominican, learn, and then be sent back to go and be Lutheran pastors in their community. And so a lot of it was educational for us to see kind of the ministry that's going on and then also get plugged in to where it's not like we're going over there to build houses, to build homes, to make this big change and then share the gospel that way. But for us to almost learn just as much what it means to be a missionary and what missionary life is like and what the experience is down there to where we can then take that away and say, this is how God is working down there. We can support that and pray for them. And there is this global mission that's going on and it is so incredible to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll echo that too. I mean, we were really there for them to teach us and mm -hmm. kind of show us how, how they do things and, and just so we can learn more about right. how the mission, short-term mission yeah. teams work and, and and, Take that back to our to our future context then when we're in the ministry and in the future and how, how our churches can be be plugged into that. So mm -hmm. it's nice having that firsthand experience. 
Yeah, it sounds like this was really an immersive experience for all of you to be able to see what really happens on the ground. Mm-hmm. And the the seminary in the Dominican Republic is such a wonderful place. Mm-hmm. A lot of good things happening in that whole area across the DR. So really awesome that you guys were able to do this. What is, I don't know, what is a, a takeaway? One Something that you've learned about yourself, about working in a team like this, about international missions, something that, that you really, really, that really stuck with you after this experience, Joanna? Oh, gosh. Just how, how much I'm ready to go back and do it again. No, so I actually, part of the reason for going on this trip was I had really wanted to get a trip going because I, I work at Lutheran South and I wanted to really get a group down there. And so Aaron McKenzie was working fantastically with me to try to get this kind of move forward. And so we were successful in doing that. And so now I've got a, a group that I'm taking, the other Spanish teacher and I, and the principal actually, we're all going in June back to the Dominican Republic, back to the same places to see a lot of the same people. And I am so excited to go back and reconnect and just see these people who, you know, we establish these relationships with, right? You don't, it's not just a, well, you saw them and that was great. And then you move on with your life. It's like, no, you you carry them with you. They they kind of become a part of just, I don't know, the way you see the world even. And so I'm just so excited to be able to let these younger, you know, teenagers go and see some of that, experience some of that. And I'm just excited to get back to see these people who I, I just, you know, you fall in love with them really <laughs> right away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Daniel, what about you? One of my biggest takeaways was that I don't want to squander this time that I have. You know, we were down there for such a short period of time, but we were also able to make connections and grow so deeply with some of the locals there and those that we were surrounded with on the trip amongst each other. We still have this WhatsApp group chat where we still every so often post stuff. I fell in love with the Spanish hymnal down there and I have a unique situation up here at the seminary. I'm I'm what's known as the chapel troll, aka the, <laughs> the, the house chapel fellow. goblin was it, I think was the other the, one. Yep, the goblin, the the troll, the He's always official, hanging around there somewhere. That's right. My official title's House Fellow. So I live in the basement of the chapel at seminary. But we have these Spanish hymnals that the seminary got and we hadn't been using them yet. And so while I was down there halfway through the week, I called Dr. Veeker and I said, Hey, we're going to start up these services. What you think? He's like, absolutely go for it. You're in charge. I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> but being able to continue to have those services on Monday nights that we have at, at 7 30 PM, if anyone's in St. Louis that wants to come more, you're more than welcome to come and visit and check it out. But we have this to help teach the community and share and show how people worship in other languages. And the biggest thing that was a takeaway for me was just not losing that zeal and excitement that I had down there. You're so immersed and you see God's hand at work and you're unplugged from this busy society that's going on all around you and you're able to just plug in and really get into the the ministry and focusing on God's word being proclaimed and being spread and how that looks in a culture that's different than your own. And it was incredible to see. And just losing that joy and excitement is something that I never wanted to do. And so I wrote this journal of 28 pages (laughs) while I was down there. And on the last day, it says, you know, okay, Daniel, last note, don't squander this time that God has given you. You're healthy, young, and don't, don't lose that, you know, and just reminding me of all these different connection points from down there to up here and how exciting it was and invigorating Mm-hmm. Nick, what about mm-hmm. you? Yeah, I I think being in in ministry can poss- can feel lonely sometimes, or maybe you're a church in a rural context, you can feel like you're all alone on an island. And part being on this 
mission trip helped me realize that we're not alone. We're part of a global church all over the world. And, and getting to meet these missionaries and these seminary students, you know, you, you don't have to tell yourself, oh, there's a global church out there. It's like now I, I know the faces of people that are part of the global church all over the world. And that's in- encouraging that we're not alone that we're doing this minute, we're doing God's work together. And that was, that was really beneficial. And also if you're in a church, that's maybe not the biggest, you know, maybe you see these, the, the, down on these missionaries and these missionary church where there's maybe just a handful of people and you don't, you don't have to have a, a mega church to, to do great things in your, in your community and to, to share the love of Christ. You, you only need a few people and that's just fine. House churches are, can do lots of great things. So that was the thing for me, no matter what size of church that you're in, you can still be the hands and feet of Christ to your community and, and share and share the gospel. And so that was encouraging to me. Aaron, you've got to hear the stories now of these volunteers who served recently with you in the Dominican Republic. What role do teams like this play in the Lord's work in the Dominican Republic and, and other areas around the world where LCMS serves? They're such a vital part of our strategy. They encourage, like Nick was saying, they encourage local believers who maybe only know their little congregation. And we are literally on an island, but but I know that it can feel lonely for those people, especially being new to the faith. This isn't something that they grew up with and have a long history of. And so to see that there are people who believe the same thing as them that would come a really far way and and make huge sacrifices just to sit beside them. That's super encouraging. It's encouraging for us as missionaries that people are are taking note of, of what God is doing through us and are interested in what's happening here. I think this particular team got to interact with just about every missionary family that's here in the Dominican, and even some that are outside the Dominican virtually when they sat in on our regional team meeting. And and we're all still still riding the high of it. I mean, it was it's only March, but it it was it's been a highlight of the of the year for us. Are there opportunities coming up in the near future or this summer or maybe even planning ahead for beyond this summer? Are there opportunities for volunteers to serve, whether it's an organized team like this coming from Concordia Seminary or another institution or individuals who want to join up with a team? Yeah, absolutely. As soon as next month, actually, if you want to go to Panama, the Office of International Mission has taken on a fairly large scale renovation project. It's been going for a number of years and and we're just kind of cracking down and we're going to get this thing done, but it's going to take quite a bit of volunteer labor. So we're actually looking for six short-term teams starting as soon as April, 2023, and then into May and into the summer. And, um, you know, as, as long as we need it to go to get, to get it done. But if you want to go to Panama and you are at all skilled in the area of construction, renovation, that kind of thing, that's a, probably our highest priority need. But we also live in the future in the world of short-term missions. So if you are interested in the kind of experience that these guys were talking about, eye-opening, participatory, lets you in on, on every aspect of our work of spreading the gospel, planting Lutheran churches, and showing mercy. We call that mission education. That kind of encompasses what it is. If you're interested in that kind of experience, we are absolutely accepting teams for 2024. Here in the Dominican, we can also put this kind of experience together. In, and there's really no time frame on it. I've done it in January and I've done it in October. 
So whenever, at any time throughout the year, it could work just about equally as well. You can go to lcms.org slash serve now for a list of all the current opportunities to serve anywhere in the world and check back often because it's continually changing as new teams are signing up and as new opportunities are being added. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Aaron, for sharing the the opportunities coming up in the future to serve internationally on a short-term team. Thanks so much to our volunteers, Nick and Daniel and Joanna. Thanks so much for being our guests on the Coffee Hour and sharing your story as well today. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. You can find out more about serving internationally by visiting servenow.lcms.org. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit kfuo.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at kfuo.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere. Don't, 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 don't.